0: This is the most stacked lineup we've ever assembled. For the most credible, informed, and entertaining deadline show anywhere. Yo, I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. So tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I'll tell you
1: Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios, with your hosts, Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher. <laughs> All right, uh, guest, uh, first time guest on the show. Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast Trade Deadline Preview Show, play by play voice for the Blainville-Boisbriand Armada Cédric Blonde. Welcome to the show, my friend.
2: Hi guys, how are you
1: doing? Very well, very well. How are you?
2: I'm good. Uh, it's uh, it's a Christmas break. you finally after. A long, long time <laughs> with uh, uh, hockey games, and uh, so it was a long stretch—the first 33 games for the Blainville-Baie-Armada. So uh, finally, ten-day break—it's going to be good.
1: Yeah, I think we can—we uh, can all agree with that. Uh, you know, as much as uh, as fun as it is to be at the rink, it's always nice to to get a little a, a little break in. Um, oh. But obviously, when, oh, yeah, yeah, working for the Armada. Um, things didn't go, I guess, as planned, um, for, yeah. uh, for your team in the, in the first half, uh, you know, you were supposed to be, you know, contenders with, uh, you know, bringing in Josh Lawrence and, and bringing in Zach Beggar. Um, I guess what, what happened, uh, in that first half that, that caused, uh, you know, to be for the Armada to be kind of a bottom team this year?
2: Uh, the expectations were very high, like you said, but, uh, the, the fact that Patrick Gay never never came after being uh, acquired at the draft and after that he he was drafted in the NHL as a as a 20 year old that uh, is pretty rare and he signed a HL contract and now he's playing pro so the fact that Patrick Gay a guy who scored 55 goals last year 12 goals at the playoffs or so and never came because of an uh, an AHL opportunity uh, made the, these things uh, very uh, tough for the blaineville Bobby Armada this year. And if he was not coming, the other player who was in the, the trade was uh, William Trudeau. And William Trudeau, the same thing. He was drafted uh, by the Canadians, and he started pro this year with the Rocket. So uh, it's a, a top pair defenseman, a first D if we if we can say uh, in Trudeau or a fifty five goal store score, so <laughs> it's a big losses and everyone was not in the right chair. Uh, when your plan is to have these two guys, one of these, um, it's not the same. So there was a lot of missing pieces. Players were not supposed to be in the top top six were used on the top six, and uh, I can I think you guys can understand what what was. Happening, and after that, a lot of injuries, uh, like everything. <laughs> yeah. But uh, a lot of injuries. Uh, uh, two players got mononucleosis, uh, which is pretty rare. And um, after that, uh, it was tough. Uh, and everything, nothing's going well <laughs> thus far. But uh, it's hockey. That's one. That's what is uh, fun about uh, hockey. Uh, junior hockey, though. So we'll see uh, for the next. Uh, few months if the armada can keep a spot in the playoffs i think they they will it's pretty early to say but i know a lot of players will come back from their injuries they added some good players at the trade deadline bad their start of the trade period sorry and um, i think these guys are going to help
3: so i mean obviously one of those players that was there was uh cape breton eagle legend josh lawrence um and obviously <laughs> He was there, yeah. uh, you know, he was part of the, the three that obviously you talked about that, that was going to be a pretty good pretty good top six, adding him. Um, obviously, that kicks off the rebuild. I mean, he had 32 points in 25 games for you, but uh, you're able to move him for a first and a second, uh, and then James Swan. Um, just talk about, you know, the impact that Lawrence had in the first half, and was that kind of the significant, like, yep, this is time to not even buy just to win around. this is, let's flip this thing and, and buy a few more pieces and just kind of rebuild this thing again.
2: Yeah, I understand the acquisition of Lawrence was a good trade, but in fact, he he went pointless in his first six games with the team. So uh, it's basically 32 points in 19 games after that. So it's really good. He had a pair of five-point outing and uh, one against the Wildcats. (laughs) We don't talk about that. Uh, We don't talk about that. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) so he's... uh, it was good, but uh, at some point, uh, the fact that uh, the a- Halifax Musets were looking for an overranger and uh, were trying to, to be a better team, and he, he fits right there. And uh, the fact that uh, the GM just could uh, have the price that he paid at the draft was the, the fact that he, he pulled the trigger for the, this trade. I think it was an obvious choice to... Uh, to to pull the trigger because of the, uh, the fact that he, he had the same price yeah. uh first rounder uh, after that it's a second rounder i think and a fourth rounder who who become uh James Swan who is was a pretty good player was uh he's uh it he was a third liner with the Halifax Mooseheads but i think he's going to be great with the team he fits right with the, the the identity that Bruce Richardson wants to, to put with this thing.
1: We were given a question from, uh, from our friend Jonathan Roy up in, in Bathurst uh, concerning uh, Armada forward, uh, Antoine Roy. Um He wants to know, you know, is, is, do you think Antoine Leroy is kind of part of, uh, you know, the future going forward uh, with the Armada or do you, do you see him as another player that they, they could possibly uh, trade during this, uh, this trading period?
2: For my part, I really hope so he stays with the team. He, he's progressed well. He's becoming, uh, becoming a, a real good center who plays on the PK. He has a big buddy. He he progressed well at the end of the year, but he got hurt on the, in the playoffs against Robonville. And after that, it's, it was a really slow start this year. So he, he's becoming uh, really good in that third-line role thus far this year. And uh, I don't know... Uh, I think he can put more points on the, the score sheet, but he has not a lot of points since he became an Armada. So I don't know. I don't know. I just hope he's so such a great kid. So uh, for my part, I hope he stays because he was one of the the last players caught in, uh, as a 16-year-old after his draft year. He was really good at the camp. And after that, I think the fact with the... Uh, the pandemic and everything, it slow, slowed him down. Maybe it was, um, sad that it didn't make the team that, that time. But the fact that in the maritime, some teams were playing, uh, made the choice easier for the, for the Armada to let him play in 2020. So I just hope he stays. <laughs> we'll see.
3: Um, I guess in, in goal, um, I, I would appear you guys are, are probably set with Gravel and Sheehan. um, Moving forward, I I usually like to talk about goaltenders at least because there's going to be a lot of movement in the 20-year-old goaltenders and teams that might miss on that uh, may call for Gravel is Do you see them sticking with these two and just letting them develop together because they are uh, two different ages there, so you won't have to make a decision, but do you kind of see them just kind of letting them grow together as a, as a tandem and a group and, and keeping that continuity, or do you think um, if the price is right, I mean, Gravel could be on, on the move?
2: I think definitely it's going to stick. Because uh, both of these guys are really good friends, they are the perfect tandem in my in my saying. Uh, you, you guys know Nick Sheehan; he's from Moncton, yep. and he's uh, such a great kid. He fits right uh, right with the the core. He's always smiling, and uh, there's a it's, there's a good competition between both of them. They're never fighting for. For playing time, I don't know if you understand what I'm meaning. Yep, and they—they yep. they're just perfect together. I think Gravel's success since the start of the year is just, and uh, after the acquisition of Sheen last uh, December, it's been it's been great for uh, for Gravel. If you look at his uh, stats since the arriving of. Uh, of Sheehan, it just the impact is really good. So we'll see what happens, but I I'm, don't think so it's going to change. I I think the Armada are, gonna, are going to keep Guerrero for a long, long time until he is a 20-year-old, and uh, Sheehan is going to stay. I just hope he's going to stay too because he's progressing really well after a rough start of the year. He, he, he didn't play for a two-week stretch uh, from... Uh, late uh, October to uh, mid-November, uh, he worked hard with the uh, goaltender gold coach, uh, Maxim Vianco, and after that, the, the fact he, he progressed well and the results are becoming stronger. Now he's, uh, he's at 896 as a safe percentage. That is not bad with a team with 16th Italy <laughs> uh, as of now. So uh, I think he, he's going to stay, and he just, he just works so hard at practice, a, when you work so hard good things always happen sometimes uh, at some point
1: <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> another player i want to talk about on uh, blainville uh is Braden schmidt um yeah do you again is he a player that you see as a piece a key piece going forward or is he another you know player that could possibly be uh be dealt at the at the deadline here
3: now be careful. He's Jeremy's favorite player. Yeah, he's been he's, talking about him in yeah. the draft. <laughs> yeah. uh, one of the other deadlines, like just be careful what you answer here because yeah. he's, he's, he's Jeremy's favorite guy.
1: He's been on my radar
3: for a couple <laughs> years.
2: He's such a great kid. He had some hard times in his life with his family and everything. I don't know if you guys heard about it. He's such a great kid, but um, I think he's going to stay. They, they gave him a, the captain, hmm. and he, if if the Armada wants, want to be good in two years, I'm speculating, they could have an uh, uh, overager trio of fauchon who has a great year, 42 points in uh, 33 games, he, mm-hmm. always, already surpassed his career high, and he's 18 year old. And uh, after that, you have Gravel and Schmidt. Imagine having this mm-hmm. uh, ten uh, trio for a 20-year-old. I think it's pretty good. And after that, you have players at 19 like Alexis Bourg, Justin Boissel, and everything. So uh, you have a piece on defense, a piece in, on goaltender, and a piece as a forward. So I think it's their, the thing. And I'm, I don't think they, they could trade him because if they gave him the C as an 18-year-old, I think... The plan is to have him for a long, long time in Blairville.
3: Sorry, Jeremy.
1: That's okay. <laughs> I'll keep we'll dreaming We'll everything, <laughs> hey, everything can
2: change. Yeah. It's hockey. So uh, if there's an offer he, he can't refuse. We don't know. Well that's we it. don't know. It's yeah. yeah. it's a long way from uh, Janu- January ninth after the World Juniors. So
1: And we saw that we'll here see. with uh we saw that here yeah. with with Iasenza, right? Like I don't think anybody expected him to be traded. And um you know, the, uh, Victoriaville just stepped up with an offer that uh couldn't refuse. Know, Richie Tebow couldn't <laughs> refuse and yeah. next thing you know he's uh he's off to to play for the dig so you never and, know.
2: Uh, and the, the fact that uh i Iasenza was traded is just because the Wildcats have have so much Young defensemen mm-hmm. with uh, Etienne Morin, Nathan Grenier. Uh, I'm, I don't have all the names in front of me, but just the young defensemen were were playing good uh, thus far. So I think it's going to make some place from from them to have more playing time. And I think at that price, he didn't have the choice to to, to pull the trigger again.
3: Yeah, it's a it's one of those pl- – if you asked any fan about who had top value, I don't think Isenza would have been up there on many offers or on many lists. But when you get the kind of offer, you almost uh, – you can't turn it down. We don't get a lot of uh, uh, Quebec media on here. In fact, you're the first, so A, we thank you. B, um just kind of how do you see this trade period week for the na- – going for some of the Quebec teams? I mean, obviously, Quebec added Robodah. Gatineau just added uh, Lapena, um, Victoriaville, Ascenza. They kind of come out of nowhere and are appearing to add. Um, I know Shawinigan's got some pieces that they would like to move, but how do you see the the rest of this week shaping up for some of the Quebec teams? Since we we don't really get a lot of Quebec media, and, and so we're going to get your opinion on it.
2: You're missing one team, one big team. Yeah, they're, uh, probably. Quebec <laughs> Phoenix, Phoenix are they added? Uh, Marc-André Godet, they added um, Olivier Adam, Andrew Chamber. and there's some rumors they, that Jacob Brabinec will be there after the World Juniors. So if they do pull the trigger for Brabenek, there there's unconfirmed reports about this, yeah, they're going to be a good, good team with uh, Joshua Roy already, Justin Gill, uh, David Spashek and uh, name name them Ethan goats yeah. there's they are really really good Add all these four players and maybe more to this team I think they could be the favorites in the in the Quebec sign and uh, you talk about uh, Victoriaville maybe they're not done too we'll see I am uh, not heard of anything but it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a fact it's a fact. Uh, no, when I, when no. you pay that price for an 18-year-old defenseman in Francesco Yacenza, uh, maybe uh, they're, they're going to push. They have one of the best goaltenders in the league in Nathan Darvaux, and one of the best, if not the best defenseman in Pierre-Olivier Roy. And um, But uh, Gatineau, I have to talk about Gatineau, because this morning the, they pulled the trigger on the, the, the Francesco Lapena trade nobody was seeing that coming at that point uh, there was going elsewhere but that's a big big time trade uh, from uh, gm and coach louis rabitaille so and they added uh, alexis Gendron, a player i i know very well mm-hmm. as uh, he scored 22 goals so far this year he's been there since uh, since i'm there as a play by play. So um there are two pieces and there's still a lot of pieces we were not traded thus far. Uh, what the, the Titan will do with Riley Kidney, Jacob Melanson, that's these are big questions. Big, big, big questions heading in the next two weeks as the trade period. So in the Quebec Quebec you talk about the rampart and the, the Adel Rabida that was the the worst uh, <laughs> Horse kept secret, secret
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, that
2: was going to, to the Rampart. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. But I, I was not that impressed about the Rampart so far this year when they played against the Armada. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I think they're not the favorites in Quebec, but maybe that's uh, a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I,
3: uh, I think I was the only person that had, well, I had La to Gatineau. In the preseason at the Christmas trade period, because they were my pick, and I knew they oh, needed yeah. goaltender, so I was like, they, they, "That's their goaltender; they go get." And I really feel good about that sure. pick after after yesterday. This will come out today on Tuesday. So after Monday, the problem trade
2: pick, is Gessino are going to be good next year too. Yeah, and now they were they were hoping that was will be their goaltender for the next two years, but he struggled mightily since last year, and uh, oof. Uh, they have uh, wh- that's what happened. So we'll see uh, for the for the for the next uh, year what they are going to do. Maybe they're just going to do everything to win this year, and maybe not this next year too. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, it's uh, it's hard to say at this point because when you acquire uh, a twenty-year-old uh, goaltender like Lapena, uh, you don't have him for next year. So, mm-hmm. but uh, we'll
1: see. Yeah, you, you always know that uh, there's always up, uh, always something up uh, Patrick Wa's sleeve. Uh, he'll always uh, there's always a surprise in uh, <laughs> in Quebec. Um, one last question uh, from us there, Cedric, before we let you go there. I'll ask you the same question I've asked you know everyone we've had on this show. Um, your answer will probably be your own team because it's it has been for everybody. But uh, you know just. Who have been your, I guess, biggest surprises and your the biggest disappointment, I guess, if you want to put it that way, in in, in the first half?
2: Um. Oh my God, that's a good question. I would <laughs> answer the victoriaville hmm Yes. Yeah, so as uh, yeah. the the big uh, surprise because last year they didn't make the playoff. They just added Thomas Bellegarde and a few twenty uh, year old, and they now they are now in the top of the standings. So I think Cal has good has has been really good as a coach there. Uh, the GM Kevin Kuzi has made good trades like he did for a long time when they won in 2020. They almost never they add some some pieces, but not big pieces. Just Alex Bocash, but for a ridiculous price. And uh, we'll see what happened for uh, for uh, the the tick but. That's my surprise, but the disappointment. You told uh, it's uh, the, uh, the, Everyone was thinking they were, uh, they were uh, going to be a uh, contender, but it's not the facts. So
1: no, that's uh, that that's five for, <laughs> five for five on the biggest surprise, and five for five on the biggest disappointment. So that doesn't really uh, surprise yeah, us. Uh, we actually had
3: Willie Willie of uh, Halifax, the media there, and he he talked about how he probably would have had those two teams switched. Um, between Victoriaville and, and you guys at the start of the season, like just where they are in the standings compared to. But when you – everyone's got a plan. If a couple things don't go your way, I mean, that can really put a put a jinx on the plan. But uh, obviously, Cedric, we very much appreciate you uh, jumping on the show with us tonight to help us kind of give a, a thought on your team as well as some of the Quebec teams. And um, hopefully we can do this again maybe before the playoff time. Um, you're now a friend of the show. Congratulations. And uh, we just hope you have a Merry Christmas.
2: Thank you for uh, for you too, and uh, Merry Christmas uh, to you all and to all your listeners, and thank you for in- the invite. Uh, for sure, if uh, if I'm needed, I will be there. Done.
3: <laughs> Penciled in. All right, Cedric, thank you. <laughs> all right, and we move from uh, Cedric, a uh, long listener, first-time caller, to a long-time uh, caller, all-the-time listener, and your favorite and voice of one of our drops on the show, From Bathurst Slapshots Podcast, Mr. Johnny Rocket, uh, Jonathan Awa. How are you doing on this, uh, what, four days before Christmas uh, week there, sir?
0: I'm doing great. And what about you guys? I'm just curious how many money you have left, Jeremy. Oh, my
3: (laughs) God, man. Um, We can't reveal that. Uh, That'll be revealed tomorrow's episode. That will be revealed tomorrow's episode. Yeah,
1: there's there's still... You know, we're counting we're on the 11th hour here and there's still some um uh, <laughs> some purchases that need to be done. Uh, probably going to wait till payday on Friday, you know, get everything done on the 23rd yeah. in classic Boucher fashion. Classic
3: man because fashion.
1: Because if I wasn't if I wasn't uh, married and I was still single, my Christmas shopping would be start and done on the 23rd. So uh, it's good that sometimes you have a wife around <laughs> that actually uh, gets uh, gets things done for you ahead of time.
0: Well, Smart man, smart man. Mm-hmm.
3: Alright, uh, I mean, I'm going to start in goal. Uh, I know everyone wants us to start with the two main teams, two main names, but I'm going to start with uh, with uh, in goal. Uh, Jan Bednar, I mean, obviously he hasn't been there for most of the first half. Just, I guess, talk about what's happening with that situation. Uh, will he be back? Or will they be moving him? Like, What, what, what do you think on, on, on that situation?
0: Um, well, I don't have any like concrete information, but the last time I heard anything related to Jan Bennau is uh, it's a really weird situation. Uh, from what I heard, he got some sort of odd infection in his arm. His arm was like three times the size of the other, uh, and Batters was not able to figure what's going on, so the Red Wings, uh, which he's drafted uh, to, yeah. um, took care of him, and I guess that he might be out for the rest of the year. So um, that's really not ideal. But at the same time, uh, officially yesterday, we started our 0.0 cycle for the rebuild. So um, obviously it kind of sucked because I thought that um, before Christmas, it would have helped us a lot, but mm-hmm. he was there maybe for a third of the games. So if it's confirmed that he's done for the year, I hope that they will know because that will leave a free spot for a 20-year-old and a free spot for a Euro. Mm-hmm. Not saying that they will fill both uh, spot, but definitely the 20-year-old spot would be nice to be filled, especially with a really young core team after Christmas. Some good veteran would be nice to at least – put some puck in the net because that might be an issue after Christmas but yeah, as for Bednar in my book, he's gone but is that 100% sure? No, it's not as of now
3: All right. so um, just to follow up, will will they go if if he's done for the year, is it a 20 year old goaltender Um, if he's not quite sure, will they acquire a goaltender or stick with Fleming and Litvinov and just kind of ride it out with those two
0: I honestly think that will they will stick with Fleming. I think he's uh, our goaler, goalie sorry, of the near future. And Litvinov, yeah, he, he wasn't amazing, but he did the job. I mean, at a certain point, he was a number one goalie of our team and he still won us some games. And I don't see the point of wasting some picks or some uh, prospect on a goalie. And we already know that we won't win a lot of games after Christmas, Rebuild is officially on. So what's the point of wasting, I don't know, like a third or fourth round pick or a, a mid-tier prospect for a guy that we will have maybe for 30 games? So I, from from what I, I see, they should go with Fleming and Litvinov, but maybe Dwyer has uh, another option up in the air, but I haven't heard anything. So I'm pretty sure they will go with Fleming as their number one and Litvinov as a backup.
1: I think it would be a surprise if we didn't ask about uh, you know the two the two big guns and bathers that are clearly available, Riley Kidney and uh, Jacob Melanson. Are they available? I well, that's that's what I heard. You know, hey, uh, we wanted uh,
3: we wanted LePen out of the out of the division, and that worked out. So
1: you know, it's uh, Halifax had an opportunity to trade a couple of their guys the past couple of seasons, and they, and they held on to them. So, um, but I think it's pretty obvious that both will be um, will be traded potentially. Maybe sooner rather than than later. Uh, between the two, what sort of a uh, return do you think uh, I guess Bathurst will get, and uh, will it be? It will. It, do you think it'll exceed your expectations and hopes, or do you think it'll be? I guess below what you
0: were uh, you
1: were hoping. Uh,
0: well, I can confirm one hundred and ten percent that they will be traded. That's not even uh, a thing. It will happen. Um, there's a couple of rumors, obviously, uh, Gatineau is in the mix for everybody. Uh, so obviously Melanson and kidney are in the mix in Gatineau. Uh, some people are saying Halifax is really interested in Melanson. Some people are saying they're really interested in kidney. Uh, Sherbrooke is also in the mix. I heard somebody say that, uh, Quebec was really looking at kidney, but, Obviously, with the acquisition of Robidoux that we already knew like months ago, um, and Agostino and Darcy, uh, I don't think that they have anything good to pick, in me. it? Uh, so I don't know where they're going to go. I don't know if they're going to go with their separate ways. They're going to go in a big bundle. They're going to go in a three-team trade, but they're definitely going. For myself... Um, I don't know if Dwyer has the same opinion as <laughs> I do, but for myself, kidney anything below three first rounder or two first rounder and a top prospect drafted like in the first round, uh, you don't trade him. But I'm sure that he, they will get that for him. And as for Melanson, you guys already know, i he's my favorite player. I love him from the bottom of my heart. He's been drafted by the Kraken. So I probably love him more than most people. But for me, if we don't get a first-round pick and a really good player in return, I think we're missing out on something. I saw a rumor that the team, I'm not going to name anybody, but they offered two second-rounder and a veteran guy, that could probably be good <laughs> for me, depending depending who are the, th- the second round pick. Um, if they're like the Quebec and, I don't know, like Sherbrooke, well, they're basically third round pick, so mm-hmm. never mind. But if they are like, I don't know, like uh, Cape Breton or San John or whoever uh, is at the, the bottom of the standing, I would probably say yes at that. So, overall, I'm expecting, like, three to four firsts for both of them and maybe a top prospect and a veteran player. Um, but the, the more we wait, the less uh, ammo that teams have because yeah. mm-hmm. the, other than Halifax, I mean, yeah, they paid a few round picks for Lawrence, but they haven't made any big deals, but Gatineau paid a lot for their trades, Sherbrooke paid a lot for their trades, so I'm kind of anxious to see when it's going to happen, hopefully sooner than later in my book, because the longer we wait, the less asset teams that want to go all in have, mm-hmm. so I hope that Dwyer realized that. I'm sure he's not stupid, but uh yeah, we'll see. I think you could probably,
1: I mean... You could package both of them technically to Halifax. It feels like
3: a, a McIsaac and a, and a Gru trade to well, Halifax that's it, where because if you're you going to get that... something and then you're going to get – it's not going to be done till after the draft. So everyone in Bath well, is going to freak out and I ha- then
0: have to calm down. I actually heard something coming out of Halifax. I mean, Dwyer don't want to deal if Catafar is not in the mix. And I guess Halifax said there is no way that that guy is being dealt.
1: And that's what you talked so- about last week. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah,
1: well, it's dealt now. I mean,
0: you could easily oh, not now. It would obviously go at the draft. Yeah, yeah that's it for right? sure. Like yeah. it's
1: it. It is almost like Gru and McIsaac, where you'd almost have to include your two top prospects, which would yeah. be Catafor and and McKinnon, and yeah. you know, it's it's you could almost say the same thing, and with Gatineau and maybe get a Sam Savoie next year in Bathurst. But it's, it, would that make sense for Bathurst? Because it's not like he, he's going to be a no. 19-year-old next year, right? So it's that doesn't kind of fit well, into their, unless they flip me, Well, then you can,
3: yeah. But able, then you if you get a ni- an 18-year-old next year like Savoie, mm-hmm. you can flip him to add more to a package for future years.
0: Well, Savoie will be 19 next year.
1: Yeah, so you get you get yeah. Savoie at the draft, but then you flip them yeah. next Christmas, Christmas, right? Yeah. So you're basically doubling yeah. your assets.
0: So it, it's there's yeah.
1: there's several there, there's several opportunities here that uh, you know a team like Halifax could pull it off, Gatineau could pull it off. I mean, if you look at Sherbrooke, the only piece that would make sense going back to Bathurst would be Ethan Goche, but he was a first overall yeah. pick. That would actually lower, you know, that would actually lower yeah. the value of those two players, right? So um, yeah. it's these contenders can pretty much. Do whatever they want because they've got the they've got the pieces to do it as futures, um, and yeah. just Quebec. I mean, Quebec doesn't really have prospects that jump off no, the page at you, no. right? So it's um, no. if if you were asked me, it's it's if it's a package deal, it's going to be those those three teams right there.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I don't know why, but. I hope they're not being dealt together because, in my book, when it's a package deal, well, obviously you get a deal, so you get less. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's I why I just agree. hope that kidney is okay. going somewhere and uh, Alonso goes going somewhere else because I just don't like the package deal <laughs> kind of yeah. option because it's sure you will get less. It's just common sense. So, uh, but if I could just. Pop, uh, I guess, my guess is that Melanson will go to Sherbrooke and uh, Kidney will go to Halifax. Hmm.
3: That's fine. That's like, my, as long as, that's like, I, I got one of the two. As long as LaPena was gone and Melanson was yeah. out of the division at the end of the trade deadline, I was good. Um, <laughs> uh, on defense, I mean, uh, your captain, Cole Larkin, 20-year-old, um, <laughs> is he, is he kind of saying to mentor uh, some of your rookies or is he one of those 20-year-olds that may – be an impact guy on a a championship team um, if they miss out on a couple others?
0: Well, unless, I mean, a team call last minute in a panic, uh, I don't see Larkin leaving the Titan. Um, I think he will just stay here, finish his career as a captain, and be a mentor, like you said, to some younger guys. Uh, Because if you just look around the league, like the team that are buying don't really have any spots for a 20-year-old like Larkin. Um, obviously, a team that needs a better 20-year-old will get a better 20-year-old, not a, a Larkin. But, uh, yeah, uh, I'm kind of happy that Larkin will stay. Um, unless, I mean, a team called and offer like a second-round pick for him uh, Well, go ahead, but uh, I'm yeah, pretty yeah. sure he will stick around.
3: I would imagine he'll probably stick around, but, I mean, there's... We have five games before the deadline's over, so uh knock on wood. I mean an injury could happen to a 20 year old defenseman and, and and you need a you need something um real quick. Obviously we like to talk about guys going out at the trade deadline that's fun for fans to what we're gonna get, who going, this that. Um just talk about we have to talk about when, when you're on um the appetite of the fans up there and whatnot and starting zero one of the rebuild, but just give an idea of some of the young kids uh that are gonna be playing extended minutes. Obviously Phil Collette. Uh, from the Flyers. I saw him quite a bit last year. Uh, Lollier, uh, Clements, um, just some of these younger kids that are going to be playing uh, some extended minutes in, in the second half.
0: Yeah, well, like you said, at offense, I'm pretty sure that after the break, uh, Lallier, Colette, uh, Dominic Bedin, and uh, Noah Ryan will have some extra minutes, some longer <laughs> shift, more, more shift for sure. Um, and at uh, defense, well, uh, Ty Higgins. Uh, obviously, he's not being dealt because I guess there's some interest in him. And uh, Harry Clemens will definitely be our uh, best guys with Larkin. Uh, I sure hope that Emile Perron stepped up. Well, not step up because he actually played good, but I just hope that he gets more ice time. And then, obviously, Fleming uh, will be our young... Well, he's 18. I mean, he's not that young, but our uh, goaltender of the future-ish. Yeah. Um, depending on who's getting traded where, I could see another guy, like another young, like 16 or 17 year old popping in with the team and maybe having a shot at a, a top nine, so we'll have to see that, but as in terms of players that are here now, that's the guy I'm seeing uh, being utilized a lot um, I haven't heard, any, I haven't said anything about Andrews and Anterbury, it's just that they've disappointed me a lot this year to be <laughs> honest with you so um, uh, I know they will have major impact at offense because they will more than likely be the first two of the, fr- the three, uh, the first line guy. But uh, I hope that the younger uh, generation will pop up and show some, some promising stuff in the second half.
1: All right. Let's see if we can go six for six. Uh, we, we've asked this on every show. You're probably expecting it. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: your biggest uh, surprise <laughs> and your biggest disappointment of the first half.
0: Well, obviously, I listen every week. To your show, <laughs> so I knew that one was coming, and I want it to be different. So, um, yeah, obviously, Victoriaville is the one, but I'm going to go with Ruan Aranda. Um, there are six in the league, and just for the fun of it, can you guys name me the, their top scorer? Is it Daniel Bourash? Bourash. No, it's Tristan it... Alar. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. With 35 points. So, yeah, that team don't have any superstar, um, but they're pretty darn good. I mean, they're sixth in the league, so I'm going to go with Rando, but obviously, Victoriaville is amazing. I mean, second in the league with what they have is pretty impressive, but that's where you see that goalie makes the difference because yeah. they have per, two pretty darn good goalies.
1: Well, that's what happens when you have uh, Shea Maras across the street from the <laughs> rink, right? Some of the best putin in. Uh, in a week. As, as confirmed by as, uh, Thomas Couture. As confirmed by uh, you know, we got uh, Bernie Hashi. We've got it confirmed Richie. by Thomas Couture. We got it confirmed by Richie Tebow. Uh, <laughs> that's you know you're right, you're right across the rink from the best putin in Quebec, so. That can only help uh, your team succeed.
3: <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
3: And what yep. about your disappointment?
0: Um, well, I can say Blainville um, Boisbrien, but I will go with St. John. I was not expecting St. John to be top gun for sure, but I was I was expecting them to crash after Christmas. I mean, for them to be last in the queue with some Burn, Reynolds, McDonald's, Trenholm, Desroches, Desponts, Ilseby's, That doesn't make any sense in my mind. Um, So now that they will more than likely sell some guys, that's going to be awful in St. John after (laughs) Christmas, for the love of God. So, yeah, I was expecting them to be, like, in a fight with the Titan, but they're, like, far gone. So, yeah, they're disappointing, but obviously – Again, like the five uh, other um, people on the show, Uh, Blainville, I mean, frig, man. I don't know what um, Cédric Blondin said or Will say. I don't know if he already passed, but um, I don't know what happened there. It's it's a mystery.
3: It's the old uh, everyone has a plan until you get punched in the mouth. And they had (laughs) a plan with uh, Trudeau, Patrick Gay, Josh Lawrence. And when two of those three didn't show up, that kind of puts you in a bit of a spiral. So, um, yeah. But uh, I will, I, we did ask your question. Uh, we will not reveal oh, your yeah. answer. We will make you wait till tomorrow to hear the answer of uh, of your question that you wanted us to ask, Mr. Uh, Mr. Awesome. Blondin. All right. Awesome. All right,
0: well, buddy. I have a question for you guys. Uh-oh. Shoot. Just one. Uh-oh. Just one. Shoot. The question is for Adam. If you were to cat GMs, Adam, would you be a trade Ayasenza?
3: Uh, somebody reads Twitter. <laughs>
0: um, honestly,
3: I, if you obviously you listen to the show, you know when Jeremy and I talked about moving to the defenseman, I didn't want to move Iasenza. I thought he was gonna be your number four with Moran, um, uh Forte, Forte yeah. Johndraw, and then Iasenza. So for me, yeah. I I wouldn't have. Um, but you know, yeah. a I'm not paid to make these decisions, and b when yeah. you get a package that's in front of you and it's that good of a package yeah. you have to make the trade so i don't i don't fault him but i personally i wouldn't have i thought he would have been our our number four uh defenseman as a 20 year old
0: yeah but when i saw the return i was like i mean richie yeah would have been stupid to say no to that
3: yeah so, and that yeah. uh and we're gonna get into that here in a few minutes on uh on on the return yeah. um do you have just one question for me or you got one for each of us
0: no, no, uh, yeah, that's all, yeah. Alrighty. I just wanted to tease you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, I know you are like, get off the fence, you politician. Um,
0: <laughs>
3: but uh, look, man, we really appreciate you uh, taking the time again yeah. to, uh, to give us a chat, and hopefully uh, you got all your Christmas yes. shopping done, and um, we'll let you get all back to, uh, to your TikToks.
0: Well, Merry Christmas, to you guys! Merry Christmas, to your listeners! Happy New Year! And uh, can't wait to hear your post-drafts, uh, se- uh, your post-trading season show.
3: We appreciate it, Johnny. Have a good night.
0: Have a good one, see you. Man.
3: Well, I, I think that went swimmingly, sir. Um, like I said to to Johnny Rocket there, and we talked about with uh, Cedric. Everybody has a plan to get punched in the mouth, and Mm -hmm. you know I'm sure if we'd have had a plan in 2019 to acquire Rodriguez and uh, McKinnon coming back and this and that, and a couple things didn't happen, Richie's probably not acquiring like that. And um, I mean, good on him for trying not to buy to add to Josh Lawrence and went around just like, yep, we don't have it. Let's uh, Mm -hmm. let's get our return back and and rebuild this thing next year.
1: Well, that's it, right? You've I think it's pretty obvious that uh you know, this team's probably gonna win a win a round. Yeah. Uh but I think they'll have trouble in the second round and uh, As most uh, teams will. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Especially in you Us know the, the conference that we're you know, that we're that we're in and, and and all that jazz, you know. I think it's um I think it's safe to say that, you know, if we don't make Although it out of the first round.
3: They're playing Victoriaville right now via standings. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, you know. Isn't it conference
3: though? No? Yeah, conference. So they'd be the eighth seed in the conference. Because uh, Cape Breton and St. John would miss the playoffs. Isn't Victoriaville in the West, though? No, Victoriaville's in... Yeah, Blaineville would play... I was talking about Moncton. Oh, I thought you were talking about uh, Blaineville. Got it. Never mind. We're good.
1: Well, it's going to be a long night. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a long okay, night. Okay, you were talking about Moncton. I was talking about Moncton. Gotcha, yeah. I thought you were talking about Blaineville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, okay, so Blaineville, yeah, they're done. Yeah. Uh, they're out in the first round, <laughs> yeah. but sorry, yes, I was talking about Moncton. Yeah. And uh, I th- I think it's safe to say, like, that uh, we can we can win a round here, yeah. and, uh, but I think, you know, things things may may struggle in the second round, which is fine, you know, you need as much playoff experience as you can possibly get, and... Uh, you know, at this point, I think we're probably playing either probably Quebec in in round two, right? And it's, uh, so that, that would be a, a tough matchup, but
3: yeah, I think you if, never know if you have a goal this year in the second half, and we'll get into that, uh, next week it's to finish third. So you play Halifax who you have had success against mm-hmm. in this season early on, because if you get fourth, you're playing Quebec. Cause they're not getting upset. Either way, Quebec or Halifax is going to be tough. Um, do you really think Bathurst will have the dual trade to one team, or do you think they're going to split them? And what is more advantageous oh, to man? Because um, we've we've seen both sides. I mean, we've been on both sides. Fans in Halifax love the return they got for mm-hmm. sending two teams, two players to a well a rival, but two players to one team. Mm-hmm. Fans of Moncton. Not so much even though we acquired those plans, mm-hmm. things could have happened differently, but I mean, is it smart to do it, or are they running out of time to do it with two with one team
1: honestly i think if it's if it's the i think the best interest right now is 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 a package deal yeah uh because you know you what better way to have instant chemistry on your team than to go and acquire Two, two forwards players. from yeah. the same team who've been playing together for three years. Right. It's, it's, it's instant chemistry. It's, uh, and for any championship team, you know, if you're, if you're bringing in players, um, you know, if you look at, I hate to use this as, as an example, <laughs> but St. John, um, when they've gone on their runs, they've brought in players who, who have, who know each other yeah. from the past. It's like they, they build a almost like a family, yeah. where you're not bringing in clicks, you're not bringing in, um, you know, you're bringing in players who are familiar with each other, that know each other, that have chemistry with each other, and that just helps your team win. And I think in for Bathurst's best interest, it would be best to package them as a deal for for that reason. If they if they Divide them up. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think if a if a team says, "Look, this is an opportunity for us to get a Riley Kidney, which is a probably a top line forward, yep. and Jacob Melanson. I mean, he's someone that could be a a perfect third line forward, or b b someone that can easily step into your into your second line if 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 that's where you want to play." In. Mm-hmm. On a championship team, I think Jacob Melanson. On a stack team, Jacob Melanson to me is a third line player
3: and a perfect third line well, shutdown,
1: right, in and your face kind of player. That's that's exactly right. He's a shutdown player. He's yeah. going to hit you. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna absolutely terrorize defensemen on, on a forecheck yeah. and and that's why I think like if you're bringing Jacob Melanson in, your price. If you're bringing him in to be a third line player, you're probably not going to offer him as much as because A, you know, you're not gonna go in and and empty the cupboards for mm-hmm. someone that's gonna play on your third line, but you're you'll empty the cupboards for O'Reilly Kidney yep. because he's gonna be a top line player. Like it's I, I think perfect scenario is they're they're packaged together, hopefully not within the division. Uh, hopefully, as far away as possible in the <laughs> yeah. Western Conference. But uh, hey, if they
3: are going to be in the division, that means they're going all in this year, and uh, they're it's, it's going to be uh, slim pickings next year. Or even least... if,
1: even if it's in Halifax, and you know, if even if they have to lose catafour and McKinnon, they are still going to have Dume. They're oh, yeah. still going to have Vitecek, right? They're still going to be good next year. Yeah. They're st- and they're still going to have a goal. It'll be a
3: it'll be an actual very like
1: two, three points competitive It'll all be
3: a, the way it, to the division. It, it, then you add St. John. Yeah. Add, or not St. John, Cape Breton, kind of in that mix because they should be better next year. So, yeah, it, I would love to get them out. I'm one for two in getting players out of the division that uh, hurt the Wildcats repeatedly. Um, so, uh, I mean, let's let's talk about our group quickly here. Mm-hmm. Um, Thomas Darcy was dealt uh, for a fourth-rounder uh, to Quebec. It was Valdor's mm-hmm. fourth-rounder in the 2024 draft. Mm-hmm. And then I think the shock of the day one, uh, Francesco Ayacenza uh, and a fifth in 2024 was sent to Victoriaville for Sherbrooke's first in 2023 Moncton's. We get our third back from the Kalmakoff deal. Uh, and then a third in 2025. Look, you just heard me say it to Johnny. Raggi. You heard me say it the past couple of weeks, I wasn't going to move Iasenza if it was me. I think he was your perfect 20 year old defenseman. Yes. He had his issues every now and then. But as a twenty-year-old, I think he was going to be a very solid number four defenseman who could log a lot of minutes. Um, but I, I don't, I absolutely don't hate the return to include a first-round pick that gives us three next year. But I don't think we get to the draft with three, and I don't think we get through this trade period with a third with three of them. Uh, I think that plus maybe a third or a second in one of the next two drafts, I believe, acquires a t- a top-scoring forward. I don't know from where. I mean, St. John would make the most sense with the guy I talked about last year, but I don't know if he really puts the puck in the net a whole lot compared to giving a first rounder up. Um, but I do think it is for a first round. Uh, the first rounder will move for um, a scoring forward. I don't think. I think the defense is kind of set where it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Thomas Darcy is the perfect five six defenseman in Quebec mm-hmm. that can run a second power play if you need it. Um, I guess just your we talked about moving defensemen so Ballantyne could play
1: mm-hmm.
3: we said one or two we got obviously we got two yeah um just your thoughts on on day one of the trade deadline period
1: watching that game Friday night and after the game, something caught my eye, and I found it to be very interesting. It's as if he knew he was being traded um after the game, you saw Thomas Darcy. Kind of hunch over, yeah. As if he just finished like a three minute shift, yeah, yeah. And I was like, geez, that's weird." You know, you're you just finished winning a game, and now you're hunched over, the last person off the ice, and that kind of struck me. I was like, well, "Why would he do that?"
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, well, that's probably now, why. now we know, yeah. Right. So that that caught my eye after the game on Friday. I thought that was interesting. Um, and then literally. Getting home Friday night after the game, you see the tweet from JF Plant saying, "You know that ISN <laughs> is going to Victoriaville." I sent it you right away, but you know you were passed out on the couch. I, and I couldn't get read it, it. twelve I, hours my later, eyes,
3: and you'll find out in the next episode. My eyes were this way and that way, and <laughs> I was passed out. But you'll find out that tomorrow.
1: Uh, that one was a bit of a surprise for me. Um, I had a feeling that he was he would be traded, but he was kind of number three on my. On my list. Okay. Right? I thought it was... I thought Darcy was an obvious one. I thought Hamel was probably going to be one. So, I thought it would be Hamel and Darcy. But I also said, okay, well, between the two, or between the three, Aysenza has the best value. When I saw it was a first-round pick, I had absolutely nothing wrong with that Mm -hmm. return. It's Sherbrooke. It's probably going to be the end of the round. And we've thanks to me, <laughs> who are going to get two compensation picks in June. Yeah. It's probably going to be 19th or 20th overall. It's not bad. No, we've had I,
3: success there before.
1: Yeah. And I agree with you. I, how long this they hold on to that pick, I think it's probably going to be right in our possession for maybe two weeks at the most. Yeah. I don't think we have this pick after January 6th. Uh, I believe it is flipped. Uh, I believe it's flipped for a four, just like you said. Uh, I wouldn't go to St. John. No. I'd go to, obviously, a Quebec team. Um, So a team that's, you know...
3: You're, you're looking if you're if you're moving to one you're looking for an 18 year old you're looking for maybe an 18 change of scenery like put yep. the puck in the nets yep
1: you're looking for an 18 year old forward that maybe starts as you're in a top nine next year's in a top six yeah and then top line a top line right you want progression uh and i think this is a, a perfect opportunity to to bring in someone at that point you're looking for someone that was in that same draft class as the loshings uh, and the OJs. And so, I mean, go through the list. There's some pretty obvious names. Names that, you know, you're not going to go and get an, a, a player that's on a contending team this year. So, th- with that said, there's not very many. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> someone will probably... You know, a certain someone will say, "Well, why don't you just mention names?" Well, tampering—that's uh, <laughs> it, right? It's the and one that's, thing that's
3: not our job. Like we well, really try, t- try at the line to not go with names because.
1: Well, it's 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 not that. It's also you know I don't want to jinx things. That too, Um because, the- and we
3: literally don't know if other kids listen to this. Yeah, from that's other it. teams, right? And we don't want to be like. You know, kids in Quebec may find this podcast through whatever. We we have no idea. We do have listeners in Quebec. We have parents that listen, so we won't go with names, but we'll make you do the research.
1: And that's it. One thing I will be keeping an eye on this year is the Wildcats Instagram because <laughs> it's worked before. It's worked before. <laughs> um, some of these players will go and follow the team that they're being traded on. And they will follow the team. And you're like, well, that's interesting. Why would you suddenly just follow a brand new Q team? Right? It, it, it's, yeah. Sadly, that's just you know, to quote home alone here, he's a kid, Marv. Kids are stupid. <laughs> um yeah. it's that's just the the way kids are these days, yeah, right? Yeah. They will they'll give away their secrets. How do you think I found out about Cole Bishop? Right? How do you think, do you I, think I found, found out, out about, about Jonas Tybell? Yeah. How do you think I found out about this guy? How do you think I found out about this guy? Yeah, you can. We can say we're in the know, but,
3: as much as we are, you just got to know where to look. It, we're in the know where to look,
1: and that's what it's, that's it's, what Jeremy does. It's so easy, yeah. and you know, there's a certain Ford who was picked in the first round of that loshing Fillion draft class that's on a team who was supposed to be good this year we might have had a certain Okay,
3: now you're starting to give too many hints
1: well okay jonathan fochong right <laughs> like it, it it's yeah. it's for me i think he's going to be he's someone who could fit into the top six right away yeah. you know um but at the same time i think he's a player that you know it might cost a little a little too much um so that's the only thing that that kind of confer- kind of concerns me a player that won't cost as much as Jonathan Fauchant that I really like is Felix Ganglia from Bay Como. Um you know, he I, he's kind of you know, Bay Como is going to be very good in uh in two years. Same mm-hmm. with Moncton. Um but you know, we also just traded a defenseman who we thought would be a twenty year old for us in two years. Yeah. So there's there there's names out there that um could step into immediately into a top nine possibly a top six that you could easily win a team over with this first round pick regardless if it's going to be 18th 19th or 20th overall um, you'll just have to find the other pieces that to make it work um, there's been mention Richie Acadie Nouvelle, you know maybe trading a Riley Sampson, maybe trading a, a Sidney Delorier, trading a Vincent Lagare, right? Um, using your, your cupboards to acquire veteran presence. Yeah. Right? If you, nothing against these players, but if you don't see a spot for them in your lineup, I'm sure there's a spot for them, but a player like Sidney Delorier, who is an offensive player, if you don't see a spot for him, in the top six next year or two years down the road, yeah. trade him.
3: Yeah, exactly. Right? And it's it's the Jean from well, the offseason season right? all over again. I mean, you, it was
1: is a top six player in shewinigan, but he wasn't going to be a top no. six player here. And, and we had him.
3: Well, you, you go back to our, in fact, yeah. I didn't even have Jean. Oh, this was uh, after the Bolton trade. But it, like moving in, it's like, where are you going to slot these guys? And the best time to move are the younger kids mm-hmm. is when they haven't played yet, and there's yep. still the expectation when you're getting a veteran presence back of this guy might be a top six in your lineup, but we can't find him. But we would put him in, but we just can't find the room. Mm-hmm. Go, you know, this and that. Um, what are your five untouchables in in this in this draft or in
1: this moving into this week? Do, like on the Valdor ever- first. No. Uh, player wise. Oh player wise. Yeah. I've got I don't think anybody is touch. Un- I, I don't think anybody is untouchable. Really? Um, oh well obviously Because Moran. I
3: got Moran, uh Grenier, jean uh who else did I have?
1: I mean if somebody Beauches. offers if somebody offers you three first round picks from Moran, are you gonna trade him? Oh yeah. But See like that's there's people who say, uh oh well you know Gretzky got traded, anybody can trade it. It's true. It is. Um I didn't think I book could trade it, but he could trade him, right? If if someone so the Valdor around, one
3: is the only pick you're not well, trading. Well,
1: it's uh, if you're bringing in a player that, because like, Richie
3: has said he doesn't want to move that trade.
1: There's only certain players yeah. that you would trade that Valdor pick for. Um, you know, now you're kind of putting me on the spot here, but at the same time. You're if you're trading that pick, you're trading it for a player that and was that probably pick. just drafted, yep. that wants out of the team that that. And he's I'm not trying to find for. a
3: trade for that. I'm just like, if if you're Richie, what are some of the things that you're not going to move on unless it's it's knocked off your socks? Yeah, and it's Moran, Fortier, jean um, Grenier, Auger. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had someone ask me about Auger, and I said, look at our record in October and december yeah when he's and look at our ro- record yeah. in november yeah. and that's a guy that you if you can avoid it i, I don't think they they move on mm-hmm. um you're you're maybe moving on some of the younger guys that you obviously talked about are we waiting for do you think richie's waiting for the brabnic trade domino to fall before Barbashev, or do you think he's just he's no. going to try and move that with, it, when he can,
1: if Bar- if Barbashev's traded, he's going to be traded before because they're just not on the same level. Yeah, so the value isn't the same, right? So,
3: but we talked about: do you have to wait for the Bravinik for a team that misses on it to get a?
1: I don't think so. Um, if it, for all we know, the Bravinik trade is already done. True, right? True, yeah. So it just can't be announced yet. Yeah. So if Richie can be like, okay, what are you paying for him? Okay, great. So now I know what I can get for X player. Yeah. Um, that trade's already done. I, it's it's just a matter of of making it official, and it won't be done until the World Juniors is over. Yeah. So, um, if Barbashev is traded, I think I think got to start with. Maybe I'm being greedy here, but two second round picks. Um, he's really stepped up his game lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, his Presence on the ice the past 10 games has been some of the best hockey he's ever played. It's as if he was trying to help <laughs> his trade value. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if
3: you get a twenty twenty three second and a fourth or two, two seconds and 23, 24, well, I mean, if you fill out the, you know, it's, you don't it's, always want to fill out the draft board, but right now they got three ones, two, three, five, two, six, two, seven, two, eight, two nines. That's so, what you want right now. Yeah.
1: Right. There's, I don't, I can't remember a time where we've had this many draft picks. Right. And it's,
3: it, and it helps when you hit on the ninths and tenths Mm -hmm. and elevenths and they're impacting on your team and they're filling out, like, you know, they're filling out your bottom six. You don't always want to acquire the bottom six. If you're paying prices, you're paying for top six players. So if Mm -hmm. you can draft those bottom six guys, which Mm -hmm. Richie and his staff have done very well, um, it's, it works out. You have the cupboards being stocked, um, which allow you to go get the top six players or the guy that's going to be here for a few years. Um, I'm okay with our goaltending situation. I'm, I'm 100% okay with it. 1A, 1B. I mean, they went 5-5, five and five, I think, in the past 10 games, which we said, let's look at this next 10 games and, and use it. And they went alternating 1-1-1. And, I mean, if that's kind of what they're doing or they kind of go... Two or three in a row, kind of thing. Uh, I don't think you move. Obviously, if you, if your socks get knocked off, you do it. But uh, right now, I'm I'm completely content with one A, one B, because hopefully you've got a decor that's going to play together and play every night. Mm-hmm. And
1: uh, the only thing that's missing from this decor right now this is 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 that seventh defenseman role. Because right now we have sixty. Yeah, right now it would be Hackett probably you can get better i mean nothing against ryan hackett no i you said can, right
3: now before we move you, you got hackett you've got, you got you've got, hackett,
1: you've got J- james richards even yeah. but you kind of need something better than that yeah. nothing against those two players yeah uh so because he's still young you could but he's gonna be coming back from an injury you probably want to bring him in slowly Probably start rotating Grenier in and out of the lineup just so we he, he he you know he gets back to to game shape <laughs> and, and game hey, speed. Hey, welcome
3: back from your injury. Here's uh 14 minutes tonight. That's
1: <laughs> and you you don't want to do no. that. No, no. Um, so I think you could probably bring in a seventh defenseman. Uh, please don't have eight in the second half. For crying out loud, you traded two defensemen to get away from this to get a rate food t- to get rid of that problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want seven. You want to carry seven and. So I think you know just to to get Greny back to speed, you know you rotate him out of the lineup with him and whomever they bring in as as another defenseman simple as that um you know there's if Brabanek is if it's true that Brabanek is going to to sherbrooke um which I think is i mean I've seen it everywhere, yeah um you know there's been links of Barbashev to Quebec, which is a good fit um you know, if you look at Quebec's roster, I mean, there's not very many, I guess, players that you could immediately bring into town. I mean, you're, you're, you look at, uh, you know, someone like, uh, uh, you'd have to look at the D, right? And you mm-hmm. look at, you know, there's, uh, there's a 17 year old, uh, I, i probably going to botch his name here, but I, I want to say Wiener, <laughs> but it's probably Winner. That's your winner. That's your winner. I'm going to go with Wiener. Um, you know, it's you. You got to look at, you know, if they if they go, if they go Euro for Euro, maybe they go Barbashev for Kamarov. You know, Kamarov be a defenseman who could play, you know, uh, immediately in our in our lineup, yep. and you could still rotate Grenier in. Um, you know, you're trading three one eighty. That's not bad. You're you're trading a an NHL drafted forward for an NHL drafted defenseman. Uh, you know that's to me i'm fine with that that's another right shot d that that joins Ballantyne, that jo- joins marseille joins grenier you know you want 3 you want 3 on on the left side 3 on the right side well to me that's kind of your 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 yeah. your fit right yeah. um that's euro for euro there'll be probably some picks involved here and there because well You know, we'd probably have Komarov next year as well because he's, uh, he he would be a 19 year old next year. Um,
3: So then you're sliding maybe a little higher of a pickup. Well, that's it, it right?
1: And it's, there's just so many, um, there's just so many kind of things that you need to to hit on here. But that to me is kind of where I would start. I would say, okay, well, Euro for Euro, forward for D. Look at all these D that Quebec have right yeah, now. They got a lot, right? I, mean, I didn't realize how many they had. They've got 9 defensemen on their roster right now with yeah. with adding Darcy. Right? Um Vincent Murray, you know, yeah. he he's an 06. Are they going to send him back to Midget? You know, Winner, like it's 2005. It's 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 backed up back there, right? So, I mean, you you trade a you add a forward, take away a defenseman, that's going to bring out a 9D, you're still in trouble but at the same time you're you're going Euro for Euro, which is, you know, that you don't see it for, happen very often, but it's it's doable. Yep. Yeah. It's, and like
3: I, you know, I've always said, can never have too many defensemen when you're going for a championship because you're one injury away, and you want guys that can play, whether it's minutes or power play or, or whatever you need guys to to play. Um, I guess just to end end it, uh, three twenty year olds probably this 320-year-olds that will stay. In. And, look, we're going to get lotion back, which is going to help the top six as well um, out of that. but uh, And, and it, you can always say if a trade comes through, we understand. 320-year-olds probably stick with the same 320-year-olds we have and just kind of roll with it.
1: I think so. I mean, Hamel's uh, really a leadership guy back there. Oh, and, I remember the other question I wanted. And <laughs> uh, Baudouin, I mean, what, what else can you say about Baudouin? Yeah. He's, he's been a huge, a huge help. Um, his, you know, him playing with Mercier. I've never seen Mercier play so good. Uh, their chemistry is 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 off the charts right now. Um, that's what you need. Yeah. Um, and Labelle, I think Labelle has value. Um, Bodewin also has value, and but that's what I mean. I say like, there's not anybody that's untouchable, right? You're, if you if someone says, okay, well we'll give you this mm-hmm. and it's too good to pass up. You're not going to pass up on it. Yeah. Right. I guess that touchable is wrong. I guess core, right? Like, cause you're four,
3: yeah. four or five core moving, moving it's, into it. I to mean, me, the I four or five I, we named.
1: That's, that's me as a GM. I, yeah. I, if I was given a price and it was, it blew my, my socks off and then also lit a fire, like my pants on fire. <laughs> I, I would take it, you know, I'm, a lot I'm going on. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm like, uh, Oh my God! What's his face in in that movie Draft Day, the football movie? Oh, um, Kevin Costner. I I, I can't
3: remember what his name is, but
1: yeah. I I will I will do anything, Sonny. Sonny, That's yeah. it. I would do anything to make a to make a move, right? If it's if if, if the deal the right move, if the deal was right, yeah, I'm doing it. Yeah, I, it's as Richie even said, you know, when he was telling Ayasenza and Darcy about these trades, there was a there was emotion, right? And you can tell like they've they've been here for three years and. Um, but that's, that's life, right? Hockey's a business yeah. and you've got to do whatever you need to do to make your team better. <laughs> I'm, look, I'm not going to trade Moran. Okay. Like that's, like, I'm not trading Moran. No. Unless I'm getting like, you know, the farm. The world. Yeah. The farm, right? Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, there's, 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 sense for your club there's too. untouchables, yeah. but there's also that other part of the, of, of the business that says, okay, well, if that's, if it's too good to pass up, mm-hmm. right? It's, yeah. So that's that's what I that's what I mean when I say I don't believe in untouchables. So we
3: need probably another defenseman being on the lineup. Mm-hmm. There's
1: another defenseman
3: that left a Quebec team that is just kind of hanging around.
1: Nope.
3: probably won't not doing spend it. Spend a lot for him. Not doing it. No, you're not.
1: No. Nope. No. You're talking about Lane Hinckley? Yeah. no, yeah, yeah. He's he's the defenseman that's out there that isn't
3: going to cost you a lot.
1: There's too many links to him in Cape Breton right now. Yeah. yeah. There's A, Sylvain Couturier is just going to bring players he drafted to Bathurst. That's Sylvain Couturier in a nutshell. Yeah. yeah. He brought in Zach Bigger. Yeah. Well, he drafted him to Bathurst. Yeah, Yeah. Right? Oh, I get it. Yeah. He's... What's he gonna do? Like go and trade for Riley Kidney and Jacob Melanson? Imagine, God, imagine Andrew Barrington would lose his mind. Imagine, but but no, but it's not gonna happen. Lane Hinkley, yeah, he's 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 got Cape Breton written all over him. Just I think he's got family in Shetaka Camp, which is literally Cape Breton. So yeah. there's just way too many connections Avenues there to the Eagles right now. That if he ends up anywhere else, I'll be surprised. If he's in Moncton. I think I'll be up. I'll be pissed. Yeah. Well, let's put it that way. I'll be pissed because <laughs> Iasenza, Lane Hinkley. Oh yeah yeah, 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 right. There's just no comparing. Like if you're trading one of your, but you
3: can't. Comp- you you can't. Comp- and fans will compare, but you can't compare because we thought Ascenza was going to stick on the roster, and it was a deal that knocked us off. But if you're off, trading
1: so- Iasenza to bring in Lane Hinckley, you're, you're not downgrading to- your team.
3: No, but you're not trading him to bring him in. If if you can't find one and the price is okay. As to bring Grenier
1: around slowly, I would rather play Grenier sixty-eight games a year than trade for Lane Hinkley. Yeah. that's nothing against Lane Hinkley. No, no, I'm so, I'm sorry, I'm just Dave. Like Dave, if you're listening to the show, Dave Hinkley, I'm sorry, but like that's just my personal opinion, yeah. and I, I know you follow the show. I'm not sure if you listen, but you know, Mister Hinkley, it, it that's that's just. That's how I am. I have nothing against uh, Lane as as a player or as a person, but I just okay for what you could
3: get him for. It's not the worst move as a six seven defenseman to allow him in and on them. I'll, you don't I'll like pay the a tenth
1: round pick for him, but he's, si- he's, sitting, he's 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 not going for a tenth. He's eating and, popcorn yeah. every night. I'm I'm playing. I'm paying. I'm playing Granny ahead of him. Former first round pick hasn't really lived up the ex- expectations. Here's a tenth round pick, Drummondville, yeah. but tell your tell your buddy he's sitting in the stands every night. That's, well, he would
3: play until Grenier was healthy, and, and well, that's how you yeah. slowly bring him hopefully in. Hopefully, Grenier's healthy after hopefully. the break. Yeah, yeah.
1: But that's my mindset on Lane Hinckley. Yeah. And you know, if if he ends up in Moncton, and it's more than a okay, I'll be generous, an eighth round pick.
3: That's where I was at. An <laughs> Sorry.
1: No, I that fire me. <laughs> GM that makes the trades
3: and fire me. No, I just that's the the name that. I don't want to say is the cheapest acquisition you could make, but I mean, that was just one that. No, I I, know know where you're coming from. You got to, you got to talk about it, but let um, Cape Breton overpay for him. Absolutely. All right. That'll do it for the, uh, maritime division podcast round table trade deadline, annual show, whatever you want to call it. Um, look, this was a lot of fun doing it week by week by week. Next year, I should be able to get this thing on before the trade deadline <laughs> happens, so we don't have to talk about a few trades on. Um, but obviously, Jamie Tozer from St. John, Corey Arsenault from uh, Charlottetown, Willie Paloff from Halifax, Pat McNeil from Cape Breton, Cedric Blanet from uh, Blayville, and Johnny Rocket uh, from Bathurst. Thank you to all you guys for joining us uh, each week um, so we could give uh, a little bit of a preview. Um, join us tomorrow as uh, we've got our regular show Uh, comes out, recapping just the week. And then uh, next week, the 28th, we've got our Mega Christmas. We're looking at first half. We're looking at expectations in the second half. Uh, So it'll be a a good couple weeks. All right. Thank you, and uh, we'll see you guys again tomorrow.